So CNN's got breaking news. Southwest flight makes emergency landing with broken windows. So it's apparently a thing now. If you fly Southwest, you will be sucked out the window. Oh, boy. That's some hilarious comedy slash parody that in no way violates any terms or agreements of anything legal. Um, Yeah, so congratulations, Southwest. You are now in the same book as... You know, Facebook or Walmart. United or was for a while. Clear Channel or one way. You're the big, you are now in the crosshairs. I actually, Anything that goes, if a stewardess spills coffee on an yep, old dude, yep. it will be in the headlines for the next six months, Southwest. Congrats. I, I liked when United was getting kicked because I hate United, but yes. I like Southwest, but I'm, I'm afraid that you're, uh, you're in the, uh, planes make emergency landings now and then. It's not breaking news every time that happens. Um, right, or, or yeah, there's a broken what, window. Although, but, a broken window is pretty scary. When someone got sucked out a window just a couple of weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. 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 That'll make the news. Had a couple of outstanding air waitresses. I think they call them flight attendants now. Um, on the uh, on Southwest flights uh, to and fro just over the weekend. They're both outstanding. Top of the heap, Southwest Airlines. Did they do their uh, their open mic bit at the beginning when they were doing their seatbelt <laughs> thing? They were funny throughout. Yeah. Some of them I wonder if there would be any humor in the weight of the uh, unfortunate incident. Right. Some of them are great. Some of them are terrible. Some of them don't try. Some yeah. work blue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Saturday Night Live, when Will Ferrell was on a couple of weeks ago, they did a, a sketch about that. They're the... the People standing up there for Southwest making the comments, and they were doing a little rap about, you know, the flotation device. Oh, and boy. Your seat belt. And Will Ferrell kept injecting, and remember, God's not real, so if we die, you're dead. You know, that's <laughs> Oh, jeez. Whoa, Jim, what are you talking about here? Wow. <laughs> well, I just want people to know the truth. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> it was hilarious. I missed it. It was hilarious. Um, So back to the virtuality thing, since that factors into flying, one of the things... He brought up was you wear your little virtual reality goggles and you could be flipping anywhere while you're sitting in a seat on a plane. And I'm wondering to what extent uh, I have read a little bit about this, how our minds are not uh, yet. Maybe they will be in the future, but they're not currently able to distinguish between reality and non-reality. If, we, if, we, if, our, if our eyes are taking in the information and we're hearing the sounds, it will seem completely real to us. That's part Obviously. of the reason it's a thrill. Yeah. Obviously it will. I mean, why wouldn't it? Um, it'd be hard to survive if it didn't work that way. So, so you would not feel cramped and claustrophobic if you're wearing goggles where you're sitting in a big empty room reading a book. Would How you? Interesting. I don't think you would. Some fat guys pressing against you, you probably well, would, yeah. but I see your point. Yeah. Because so much of our perception is shaped visually. Sure, sure. So if you were hearing like nice, relaxing ocean sounds, and in your, and in your, uh, what you're seeing, feeling, experiencing, is you're sitting in a big empty room with plenty of space reading, reading what Why you're Why am reading. I hearing the ocean in this empty room? Can well, I be sitting next to the ocean? What do you want to hear? Dogs barking or drill bits? I don't well, care. no. Whatever if I'm sitting your next to the ocean, I wanted to see the ocean. It would guarantee. Not me. I closed the drapes. And you're in a big <laughs> room, inexplicably. <laughs> now, that would 100% have to have an emotional effect, though, right? right. And so Lower I'm also your blood thinking, pressure and the rest of it. I'm also thinking, because I think this is going to change humanity. I really do. And for the worse. Yeah. Well, I don't know where it's going to go. Um, but I do a think new age of the dinosaur. Google Glass was kind of a step that direction. I do think that at some point in the future, 
we're all going to be wearing some sort of goggle thing all the time. That's just where we will live our lives. And they'll probably look like ski goggles or glasses or something. And so we'll, we'll, we'll have all the information we need available to us at all times. And then we can go wherever we want. Our meetings will all be sitting in a conference room without leaving anywhere mm. together, having our meetings, that sort of thing. Finally, my dream of floating in a tub of body temperature <laughs> goo. You'll be able to do that with family and friends. It'll just be awesome. I wonder if you would even need to decorate your room. Why wouldn't you, if we're going to wear these goggles all the time, you have the carpet, the paint, the art, the whatever you want. Mm. It just doesn't really exist, but it doesn't need to exist. You need, still need a comfy chair. You but need the actual chair. It look like anything. Up. Yeah. Exactly. Would you ever have people over? I guess you wouldn't. Well, Why would never right have in our digital hangout? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. About... We'll hang out wherever we want digitally. What about the human touch? I don't know. I don't know. Pheromones. Is... I don't actually wait being they get in the, contact. The haptic suits, once those, uh, oh, those right. get taken off, then yeah, right. you can actually feel. But I'd does... like to thank everybody, everybody involved for not bringing up porn to the nice gentleman. Nobody yeah. brought up porn. And I thought that was a moment of maturity. A brief moment. Yeah, maybe it's because we've actually warned them and, you know, you get a little bit of the feeling how incredibly real it feels. Yeah. But um, I just I think it could just change everything. Yeah, I, I, I could probably babble for hours a list of places I would like to go and see via virtual reality. I want to, you know, you were, was it you, Jack, who went underwater and was looking at whales and a uh, shipwreck or something like that? Yeah. Oh, One yeah, of us yeah, 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 yeah. I oh, mean, it's incredible. Okay. I want to watch the virtual reality thing. Yeah. Right. I want to do that. I want to, you know, I want to uh, walk through the New York Times newsroom as it is right now. You know, I'd like to uh, climb the steps on the Statue of Liberty. You know, I'd like to dissect a bear in the Taj Mahal, please. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's an unending it's a, list. It's an interesting bucket list you have. Well, I'd be hanging out at Easter Island all the time. <laughs> look at those things. <laughs> look, look how big they are. What huh? the hell? How, how, do you, how do you think they got there? I have no idea. But here they are. What do you think? Yeah, they're huge. You're right, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but do you guys think that people will actually wear the helmets? A couple of years back, 3D TV was supposed to be a big thing with 3D glasses, and that never took off. So yeah, just... but that's, this this is just going to be completely different. Like I said, it's it's not... It's not uh, like yeah. a kind of a cool you're looking at something. You are living it. You are doing it. It and takes Jeff, over your brain. And Jeff addressed the question of uh, you know quality of image and audio and comfort and the rest of it. That's a factor, yeah. But well, here's the and, and also the the best case scenario of watching a 3D movie does not have the same emotional response as the best case scenario of when you're doing a virtual reality experience. Your body just doesn't process it sure, the same way. Exactly, exactly. You can't help but have the full experience when you've got these goggles on because it's well, it's fooling your brain. Um, I wish we weren't in this place in American society where we're so focused on everything being the cheapest possible thing. I think that actually slows us down. Mm. Back in the day, people would save up their money to buy a good washing machine. It's not because people had more money. It's just because they were willing to pay for something that was going to be of high quality and last a while. But nobody does that anymore. Everything's got to be rock-bottom cheap crap before they will buy it for some reason. Mm -hmm. That's right, Mr. President. It would make perfectly good sense to me if these things were $3,000 that you made it part of your family budget to make it very important to get one and have one for all the uh, possible experiences that you could have with it. Visiting grandma and grandpa, learning experiences, all that sort of stuff. But it'll never get into the household until they're like $80 because everybody wants cheap crap. Right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your jihad against that. But I'm picturing, speaking of jihad, uh, the fellows from Boko Haram 
who are not desperately seeking new ways to entertain themselves. And I absolutely picture America sitting in our comfy recliner, taking in some VR experience, while the Chinese or the jihadis or somebody pours across the border and we're helpless. They won't even bother to tell us they've taken us over because we'll be entertaining ourselves to death. It is a problem when you have all this cool stuff that... uh Medical technology, education, this VR stuff we're talking about, everything like that. If some a-hole runs you over at the garbage truck he stole. Right. Uh, You're dead. Because he, he believes in a different God than you. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I can actually picture the, especially apartment dwellers, you just have blank walls and bland carpet. And you have that place look like whatever you want. The color of the walls, the artwork, the molding, the light fixtures, everything. It's just whatever you decide you want to be. And you get tired of that, you change it in your VR headset. It was luxury. It'd be wild. It was luxuries like air conditioning that brought down the Roman Empire. With air conditioning, their windows were shut. They couldn't hear the barbarians coming. That's uh, indisputable. That's history. Hmm. Uh, so uh, Jeff mentions in his article in the Washington Post that my seven-year-old helpers particularly enjoyed a game called Coaster Combat, which simulates the rush of a roller coaster as you collect points by zapping targets with the remote. Oh, yeah, rides. Because it does completely fool your brain, you don't need to go on any roller coaster ever again at any danger. Not that there's much anyway. Um you can do the full thing with VR. And there's roller from your coast- home anytime you want. And there's roller coasters that are now incorporating VR into the ride itself. Oh, part geez. of you strapping into the seat, you now put on the goggles. And I think the one I saw demonstrated was some sort of Superman ride. Where you're like- not going to need a virtual bucket. You're going to need an actual bucket <laughs> for me to yak into. Yeah. Mm. So you're on a plane, you know, climbing up, and then when the the roller coaster goes down, oh no, the plane's crashing. And then as you ascend back up, it's you see Superman sweep down, catch your plane, lift you back up. God, I can see this because. Uh, um, since it completely fools your brain, just, you know, like fear factor type stuff oh. that is just completely terrifying falling off a building. You want to eat like bull testicles? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, falling off a cliff. Until and the first s- person has a heart attack and dies of it. And it feel exactly like you're doing it. Can you handle it? No. <laughs> and I don't want to. <laughs> wow. You're just walking through a, a darkened jungle in India at night. Moonlight barely visible through the canopy. All of a sudden, there's a tiger in your face! I mean, why, why, why do you want that? Come around a corner, it's an IRS guy, you're audited! <laughs> and you have a heart attack and die. Mm-hmm. Wearing your stupid goggles. <laughs> this is your future. It is going to happen. It's not an if, it's a when. Oh. Isn't that absolutely true? Come on in, China. <laughs> oh boy, more hollow notes. Why do you refuse to play She's Gone? Because Sean went to Hall & Oates concert last yes. night. We're playing lots of Hall & Oates. I, I played it very early. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'll play it again. All right. No, I retract my accusatory question. Oh, it gets more than one spin. It's their best song. Along with this Family Man tune. <laughs> they didn't play this one. They're good. They didn't? <laughs> I can't believe it. This sound right here. That that kind of sound. Yes. I hate that sound in music. <laughs> Ugh. What was going on at that period? Oof. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I 
It's a simple control where you can clear your browsing history, what you've clicked on, uh, the websites you visited, and so on. And we're going to call it clear history. Senator? So you can, you're going to be able to use this tool to see the information about the apps and websites you've interacted with. You'll be able to clear all this information from your account. And you'll even be able to turn it off, uh, having this information stored with your account going forward. So Facebook is going to allow you to clear your history easily. So they say. So he claims. I'm right. not supposed to believe that it's not just erasing it from my view, but also from your view. Which, oh, no, we won't erase it, but you will. Why would I think that that's the case? I'll have my team get back to you on that. And I like that. I like the way Zuckerberg always uses the tone of voice like, we just came up with this great idea because we love you all so much and not because everybody hates you and you're under the gun and you're like in defensive mode trying to fight people off. Here's another great thing we've come up with because we spend all our time trying to think of ways to make you happy. <laughs> Where it ends, nobody knows with China invading. That's right. We went over that last segment. <laughs> hey, uh, Apple, I wanted to hit on that real fast. I'm an Apple stock holder. holder. I should probably mention that for, uh, I don't know, journalistic reasons. But this has been in the news today and it disappeared from my phone. Oh, there it is. Netflix uh, just shot up. Damn it. You sold your Netflix? Eh, a while back. Um, Apple, I needed the money. Apple is returning more cash than any company ever has. Apple sprayed more money of its at its shareholders in the first quarter of 2018 than any company in the history of capitalism ever has, even before their new $100 billion buyback program that it released yesterday. Um, five of the... The company now accounts for six of the top ten biggest quarterly buybacks in U.S. stock market history. Hmm. So, you know, buy low, sell high. That's what I suggest. Baby got buyback. That's what I say. Anywho. Yeah. And there are those who are making noise about how, you know, the tax changes and the the re-importation. What is the repatriation of the money? They're just using it to buy back. To Listen, yes, yes. Just you have to wait. Let the free market work. It'll be fine. You don't get to decide what they do. They will do what's good for them, and if it's good for consumers and the rest of us, it'll work out pretty well. I had all my money in the Gibson Guitar Company. That's why I'm standing here with my pockets pulled out. Oh, boy. Are they uh, facing hard times? They went tease up. Oh. (laughs) Where are the tees on the guitar? (laughs) Are they uh, tuners? They went tuners up. Are they they bankrupt? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What would Les Paul say if he was alive right now? Let me out of here. That's right. Let me out of this coffin. Uh, May he rest in peace. That's a grim joke. Yes, it is. It's really about old people being buried alive is what that joke is about. really funny. Let's take a quick look, shall we? (laughs) You must be great at a party. Party mode. (laughs) So there are a couple of giant teacher strikes going on right now, including uh, in Arizona. And uh, Al Anonymous has uh, turned us on to a couple of factors, (coughs) excuse me, in the teacher strike, um, including the fact that the... um, the Goldwater Institute and our friend Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, is contending the walkout by teachers is an illegal strike. Public school teachers in Arizona have no legal right to strike. Their contract requires that they report to work as agreed, he said, et cetera, et cetera. And there are wranglings over whether indeed it is a strike or just a demonstration mm. because individual school districts can extend the year as necessary to get in as many class days as they need to. That, you know, it's not being canceled, it's just being rearranged, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we'll let the lawyers argue about that in court, but uh, it is almost at the end of the year when it's all coming together, you know, and kids have uh, final exams and projects and the rest of it and f- vacations are set and, and all. So it's been quite disruptive in, 
increasingly controversial. But again, I don't really want to litigate that stuff. I will tell you the other thing, though, that somebody sent along anonymously is that uh, have you ever noticed when you see the news footage that they're wearing red? It's uh, red for Ed, hashtag red for Ed, as in education. Hmm. That's what they call the movement. So you got to have a name and a hashtag. Um, what if I'm pro-education, but I'm uh, anti-money uh, just seeming to disappear with middle management? Well, uh, Jesus, I don't know what to do about you. I will tell you this. Arizona teacher pay is very low. Very low. But, it's a question but, of what to do about it and how. <clears throat> and what? So I should give them more money? You can't make that argument. That's not a straight line between a taxpayer giving more money and them getting more money. Right, right. I just want to make it clear that I understand maybe they're unhappy. And well, uh, again, I'm not going to relitigate the question of teachers striking according to Arizona law, which I know nothing this about. Ha- this happens at, um, uh, you know, with fifth grade teachers and at, at colleges. Yeah. All the all the pressures put on the taxpayer to give them more money. Nobody ever looks at the why does this organization get so much money yet none of it filters down to the either right. the students or the teachers or whatever you're talking right. about. Right, you're already enormously bloated, and there are 500 people lined up to take your job. Shut up, get out. Um, that's not true for public school teachers necessarily. But uh, here's why I brought this up: uh, the reader, the leader rather of Red for Ed, one Noah Corvallis, has been tweeting quite a bit lately among his recent tweets things more educators should discuss especially if they work with young white men in the classroom in 2018. Number one, gender, feminism, and hashtag me too. Two, race, and three, gun violence. This is the leader saying that if you have young white men in your classroom uh, there to learn language arts or math, you should lecture yeah. them. As the father of a couple things. of young white men, I just would like you to teach them how to read, how to do math, Wrong, how to spell, Jack. where to put the commas. Teaching is political and silence is complicity. Boy, teaching want... is political, and silence is complicity. Wow, teaching is political. I want I want your political views completely out of the classroom, completely out. And then this, this is another one of the leaders. I keep pe- seeing people say, let's keep track of the names of people who aren't friends of public uh, public education. I've started a list in my phone, blah, blah, blah. Here is, are the names of people that I've seen posting negative comments about education during the walkouts. That's right, because teacher unions are synonymous with education. And if you have a problem with any of the tactics or methods of the teachers' union, you are obviously, quote-unquote, against education. But at any rate, this is her beginning of the enemies list that everybody is supposed to compile and take vengeance upon. It's a long list. If they have, well, and it's just getting started, if they have been at all critical or uh, oppositional. That's healthy. That's nice. You're looking out for the kids, right? Right? Okay. That's from a teacher? Yep. How about you quit? You're not making enough money? I hate you because I don't like your views, so why don't you just go do something else? Make more money. You can make more money in the private sector. Well, then go do it. Do something else. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got the latest on that Southwest flight emergency landing because of a broken window. Trump's former doctor's office raided an official autopsy of the unarmed black man shot by Sacramento police. A lot of drugs in his system. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Was his office raided? We'll discuss on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Just came across this poll that's out from Monmouth University. Support for the Mueller probe continuing is dropping. Hmm. Um, 54% 
of Americans want the Mueller probe to continue, but it's down uh, six points overall. It's held steady among Democrats, but it's down eight among Republicans, and more importantly, it's down nine among independents in the last two months. Well, I say wrap it up as soon as you can. From 63% to 54% say that the Mueller probe should continue. Um, It drops below majority. And it starts to become a political question, does it not? Yeah. Interesting yeah. one. Yeah. Breaking news. We have breaking news, Michael. Breaking <laughs> news for the people of Sacramento, California, where the Armstrong and Getty show has been heard since 1998. The population of the city of Sacramento has just passed half a million people for the first time ever. Congratulations. Congratulations. If lots of people make you happy. It's actually a fairly stupid and meaningless statistic, and I'll tell you why. It's completely meaningless. Fresno, California. Yeah is uh, bigger than Sacramento by 20,000, 25,000 people. I don't even know what that means. Well, right. It, it means the number of people that no. live in that city, No, Jack. it doesn't. It means yes, it does. It no, clearly it does. Well, yes, it technically, does. it means the number of people. <laughs> On the other hand, yes, it, yes, it means does. the number of people within where they draw the city limits exactly. is a certain number, but My that doesn't point mean precisely. anything. Fresno <laughs> is uh, about 25,000 people more than Sacramento, but the Sacramento metropolitan area is, is a little more than 2.5 million people and if you can tell me, for instance, when you walk out of uh, Sacramento and walk into Citrus Heights, congratulations. If you can tell me when you walk out of Fresno into East Fresno, you know, congratulations. It's really kind of silly, except in terms of tax collection. We should ask the people from the Knife Blade, or what's it called? The Knife Media. The Knife Media about that. I think that the, here's a tip for you for somebody who takes in the media. Any statistics you hear about cities are meaningless. San Francisco is a f- tiny fraction of the Bay Area. For instance, Houston, I happen to know this, has its city limits way out past anything that would be suburbs in other cities, mm-hmm. out into like, until you get into rural areas and count that all as their city. So, what does that mean? It means nothing. Any statistics about a particular city are useless. Market size, like we use in radio and television, that is worth something. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. A Southwest flight forced to make an emergency landing due to a broken window. That flight from Chicago to Newark had to be diverted to Cleveland this morning. Now, pictures on social media show a huge crack and a piece of that window missing. No word on what broke the window. The incident coming just a couple of weeks after a woman died aboard a Southwest flight when the engine exploded, causing shrapnel to smash her window. Well, they started going with uh, the screen, screen doors, screen doors, screen windows in Southwest flights. <laughs> nice. And, uh, it hasn't worked. So you know, I rethink it. I just flew on Southwest, and I was sitting right above the engine and took a picture out the window, and I was going to tweet it, just say, pray for me. But I thought, wow. you know, that's in bad oh. taste. So I didn't. The president's former longtime personal physician, Dr. Harold Bornstein. He's that wacky, shaggy-headed guy. Indeed. Looks like a complete kook. Sounds like a complete kook. He wrote the Is letter a complete kook. saying that the president was the most fit man to ever take the office. Except that Trump wrote that himself, <laughs> yes. allegedly. Bornstein claims the president's then White House aide and longtime bodyguard, along with a lawyer from the Trump Organization, and a very large man raided his office in February of 2017 to he take... He was seven foot tall. I thought he was in sport. <laughs> they came in to take all of Trump's medical records. We must have been here for 25 or 30 minutes. We created a lot of chaos. The doctor adding... I feel raped. Okay. That's how I feel. Raped, frightened, and um, sad. Okay, media, you can't uh, you can't have it both ways. Either he's a kukula who should not be believed, 
or he's not. And if he's a kookla who should not be believed, he's he was crazy about the Trump health stuff, and he's probably crazy about this raid. They probably sent him eight letters telling him they were going to come. It's part of routine thing to transfer medical records to the control of the White House, and he didn't see him or ignored him or forgot or something. Yeah. And they showed up and said, we're here for the records. <laughs> what? Um, Bordstein says it was because of an interview in which he said Trump took medication for hair growth. Mary. I couldn't believe anybody was making a big deal about a drug that's to grow, to grow his hair, which seemed to be so important. And it certainly is not a breach of medical trust to tell somebody they take Propecia to grow their hair. Now, it's a good question to ask, why is that guy Trump's personal doctor? Uh, sure. And I think it is a breach of medical ethics to go around. If somebody calls the, you know, whatever, the L.A. Times and says, you know, Joe Getty appears to have athlete's foot or something because he, he uses a spray. I mean, what the hell? What are you doing, doctor? So, but they- I see your point. Either if he was a wackadoo then, he's yeah. a wackadoo now. Right. Yeah, I, I have a feeling, and I've got it on pretty good authority. Yeah, you transfer the medical records to the new doctor, which is the White House doctor. So speaking of kooky people that Trump hires, his lawyer, Ty Cobb, who's a little kooky, the guy with the right. long white handlebar mustache. Right. Yeah, have you ever met his janitor, Hannes Wagner? Hilarious. Thank um, you. I'm here all week. The breaking news is he's out as the White House lawyer. Oh, no. And Trump's got a new guy who doesn't look crazy. I haven't heard him yet, but he doesn't look crazy. (laughs) Trump gets people so crazy, you don't need to even hear them. They look crazy. Wow. But this guy doesn't look crazy, so we'll have to hear from him. That's a step forward. Oh, he represented (laughs) Bill Clinton in impeachment proceedings. This guy's serious. Okay. Sacramento, California County Coroner. Ty Cobb, of course, represented Pete Rose. (laughs) Sacramento, California County Coroner released Stephon Clark's autopsy results, which contradict the results of the private autopsy ordered by Clark's family. The county coroner (coughs) says Clark was shot seven times. Private autopsy had said Clark was shot eight times. Toxicology reports showed Clark had cocaine, alcohol, marijuana, codeine, and hydrocodone in his system. That's a big night. Yep. He's a fan of uh, substances, no doubt. That doesn't mean he should get nope. shot. And the nope. whole, right. the, nope. even the original autopsy wasn't very meaningful because the whole, you know, uh, several of the shots hit him in the back. That yep. happens when, when people are shooting at each other. So it just, I don't know. The whole thing's tawdry and sad and doesn't prove anything. On another note, we got a Seven Eleven in Modesto, California, that says it's found a way to keep panhandlers and loit- loiterers from hanging out. They blast opera 24-7 outside the store. The owner... Because the unhomed hate opera? The owner... Is that the leap I'm supposed to make? Jack Modesto is the 18th largest city in (laughs) California with a population a little over 211,000. All right. Back to you. The owner telling reporters... The whole idea behind this was to uh, discourage for people from loitering and and, uh, uh, panhandling and and most importantly to provide a... A better, a positive uh, environment for our customers to, to to shop at our stores. Hey, you, you can play opera. It's still the 70s, <laughs> all right? That doesn't change. That, um, on, on another note, I was at a new Starbucks yesterday, yeah. a brand new what Starbucks. What city? I'll tell you the population. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tiny place that doesn't uh, warn a Starbucks, but it's on a interstate, so yeah. I guess that's why there's a Starbucks there. But anyway, so it's a brand How new Starbucks. tiny? As tiny as Lake Forest with a population of 82,492? Much smaller than that. Wow. 6,000 6, people That in this is case. tiny. Back yes. to you. So a new brand new Starbucks. I hadn't been in there before, so I go in to uh, I buy something because I buy something when I want to use the bathroom. 
Uh, the cops don't have to throw me out, or I don't have any other claims. I buy something. I bought a banana. It's $1. Then I, I used the bathroom. Uh, and then I got done. I wanted to wash my hands. No sink in there. No, no, no sink? sink to wash my hands. And I thought, what the what? This is weird. There must be one outside. So I go outside, and in between the, the men's room, the woman's room, and the unisex back bathroom, as Starbucks twists itself into pretzels because of the freaking modern world trying to satisfy everybody, They've got the community sink thing outside in the hall where it can be seen, and I think my guessing would be because oh, yeah. I hate it from nah, a hy- I hate yeah. it from a hygiene standpoint. It's to keep the bums from washing themselves in the bathrooms. Right, right. That's the main reason they go in. It isn't to to pee or poo. They do that wherever they want. I've got a story on that coming up in San Francisco. Mm. Uh, it's to wash themselves, and now that you can't wash yourselves behind the closed doors, they're thinking that's going to keep the bathrooms clean. Maybe that's the future of. Public restrooms, you can't have the sink in there. Well, if that's what you want, Starbucks, that's fine. But I really enjoy a bidet after I go to the bathroom. So, <laughs> so avert your I'm eyes. I'm doing it out there in the hall. <laughs> that's my right. Avert your eyes while you enjoy oh. your pecan latte. There you Joe's go. Joe's going to climb up on the sink oh with his trousers my, oh around my his God, ankles. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, Squawky, what's America become? It's obviously not as clean because we're all, you know, grabbing door handles and stuff like that coming in and out of the rooms, but they're trying to keep the bums out of the bathroom, and they can't come up with a way to do it in our crazy freaking world where you can't say, hey, you're not allowed in there because you go in there every day and destroy the place. Right. No. You you can't customers only. Get out, bummy. You can't do that. Um, On the other hand, you don't have to use the handle on your way out because you've already used it. Get to wash up nice and soapy. That handle's got to be gruesome. I'll take though. my bidet treatment and be on my way. <laughs> Sean, the Hall of Notes concert, what did it cost you for a ticket? Or did you get them free through the radio station? <laughs> I worked in radio. Who pays for tickets? <laughs> Good point. Come on, man. Good point. You have any idea how much they were? Uh, probably less than 100, more than 50. Oh, but so a decent price. Uh-huh. Somewhere in that, yeah. I guess like between like 40 and 90 would Not be. like seeing wow. Foreigner at the State Fair where no, they're playing no, no, along no. with your corn dog. Yeah. For instance. It's a real act. The petering out coming up on the Armstrong and Corn Dog. <laughs> on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If we were an all Hall and Oates radio station, we would have played less Hall and Oates today. Uh-huh. I don't know if the world is hungering for that, but watch out now. Here she comes. She's a man-eater. Cannibalism. <laughs> Songs about cannibalism. That's right. So the uh, toxicology report came back for the unarmed man who was shot dead by police in Sacramento. And so Sean dug this up because I was wondering how long some of this stuff stays in your system. He had all these different things in his uh, in his blood. Doesn't mean you were high or drunk or whatever at the time necessarily, but you were fairly recently in most cases. Alcohol will stay in your urine for three to five days, ten to twelve hours in your blood. Wow! So you could have got you that long to whiz it out, huh? Sorry. See, see, you could have gotten hammered, you know, early the day or yesterday or whatever, and it would still be in your blood. Mm-hmm. You'd probably be sober by now. 
Um, same with amphetamines. Uh, barbiturates are in your de- in your blood for a couple of days. Benzos. If you and Neil Casty are traveling the country in your bus. <laughs> and doing, I am. You're doing the benzos. Exactly. Been uh, up for four days. That'll stay in your urine for a month and a half. Two to three days in your blood. What he had, uh, cocaine, three to four days in the urine, one to two days in your blood. So he could have partied it up a couple of days beforehand. It doesn't mean he was coked up when he, when he got shot. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> well, yeah, although he was behaving really oddly. Oh, yeah. If I was, I, as I've said from the beginning, he was either mentally ill or high. If I was going to bet, just based on the way he was acting, I bet he was messed up a little bit. Does, this report doesn't necessarily mean that. That's my only point. Methadone. Like 36 hours it stays in your blood. How about method acting for a lifetime? Wow. Find the sadness. Find the joy. You done? I'm done. Um, so I hate to talk about uh, gross stuff this much. All this exists around the periphery of, of what happened, though. Yeah. I mean, if right. he was effed up, that's not proof of anything. On the other hand, if he was not effed up. That's not proof of anything either. Well, right. So the toxicology report is not proof he was effed up. And even if he was effed up, that doesn't prove anything anyway. Or disprove it. Right. So what are we supposed to do? Um, they're doing this thing in San Two Francisco. Two sides and yell at each other. That's what we're supposed to do. You fool. Haven't you been paying attention? The elevators to get to your mass transit in the San Francisco area are so gross that they believe that's what's leading to a lot fewer people to ride mass transit. That's correct. Because people get in the elevators and people have been using them as a bathroom. The well, trains are a tad scary at times. If the trip to the train is horrifying, eh, I'm out. So they've hired attendants that are going to be in the elevator at all times, and that will work. I don't know what that'll cost, but I don't think you have any choice. Yeah, they started it. And they already have bums who come in to uh, enjoy a little uh, poop and say, holy cow, and head the other way. The problem is the attendants are only on the elevator from 4 a.m. to 1 a.m. And uh, be my experience that after 1 a.m. is when a lot of your prime public urination and defecating is occurring by your... uh, by your late night crowd. Mm. So, just what I'm saying. You might want the attended all night long. Well, maybe you should. Hey, yo, son. This is Final Thoughts with A&G. You show up for the 4 a.m. shift, you bring a hose. Nice. It's part of your gig. Good work if you can get you it. You gotta muck out the elevator. Here's your host, Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Make those things out of rubber, huh? Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Uh, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Well, I'm waiting to hear from my doctor. I'm having a flare-up of my Armstrong and Getty sports-related injury. It's going to be delaying my renewed push-up training regimen, so ten in a row will not be done by the end of this month, I'm afraid to say. Yeah, well, you're limping around the office having done zero push-ups, so I don't like your chances. Uh, positive shows the English bookies have uh, increased the odds from 10 trillion to 1 to 10.1 trillion. To <laughs> Let one. me in on that action. Come on. Positive Sean, your final thoughts. Yeah, it's still uh, enjoying the the aftermath of the wonderful Hall and Oates concert last night. Uh, it is it is my default mode to be an avid indoorsman and not leave my apartment, but it's it's always nice to go out and actually celebrate some human achievement and creativity. I understand that. I never regret that I went out. It's always just getting yeah, out that's exactly. the hard part. Took you 30 years to psych up to go see Hall & Oates, is my headline. <laughs> Michelangelo, your final thought? Yeah, um, if you were to live as musician facial hair, which would you rather live as? Uh-huh. Daryl Hall's left sideburn or John Oates' mustache? There hmm. you go. Use logic and let us know at Armstrong. <laughs> Use logic, Michael. <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yes, I have an annual checkup with my doctor today, in which last time I saw him, he told me I should start exercising. I didn't. So I've got uh, the choice of either lying to him 
And what she said, in which case, he'll probably just say, I'm looking at you naked, so what do you think you're fooling me? <laughs> oh, you thought you were serious with that. <laughs> Tell him right. I took up kickboxing, right. kick him in the knee, and run out. <laughs> uh, I, I almost forgot. What's my final thought? Oh, my final thought is, while you're watching the uh, cable news today or listening to the top of the hour news or what have you, uh, just give yourself a little count on each finger. How many of these stories actually affect your life in any way? And how much of them don't at all? They're just beltway gossip. And enjoy that throughout the day. Of course, you know, your final thought might be, where'd that bus come from? That could be anybody's final yeah! thought. Oh. I didn't see that. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling Why four-hour workday. Why would you bring that up? I don't know. ArmstrongandGetty.com. What's the matter <laughs> with you? God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I'm always in party mode. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.